What does motion sound like? With Kizik Hands Free Shoes, it sounds a little something like this. Experience the magic of motion. Get a free pair of socks with your first order at kizik.com slash socks. Coffee and cream with Rogers and Benning on Hale Varsity Radio. Renaissance punch out, but it's starting to come down. And it's going to really Colts taking it up the gears. Nice. Oh! Back with you on Hale Varsity Radio, powered by Currency. It's coffee and cream in the morning alongside Damon Benning, Andrew Rogers, and on the phone, Kevin Ioli. Kevin Ioli is boxing and MMA columnist for Yahoo Sports. Kevin, thanks so much for joining us. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me again. Hey, thank you. And, you know, I want to start right back on Saturday night. Some controversial <laughs> endings to the co-main and main event uh, in the Octagon. Can you break down those two fights for me a little bit more? I, I read your article, but um, how bad do you think the judges missed on the main card result? Well, I, I think the co-main event was really bad. I mean, I, uh, Patty Pimblick got a 29-28 unanimous decision victory. Um, most people had Jared Gordon winning. Um, I, I think there was a poll of media taken where there was like 40 people and 39 had, um, had uh, Jared Gordon. Um, I had Jared Gordon 30 to 27. I gave all three rounds to Jared Gordon. It was a good fight. It was a fun fight. It wasn't a great fight, but it was a good fight. Um, it was the first fight on the card, by the way, that had uh, gone to a decision. Everything else was a, a, a submission or a knockout. And then all of a sudden it goes uh, like that, where they, they got it wrong. And they favored the, the bigger name and the up-and-coming guy, and that, that was bad. The, the, the main event, you know, I think I disagree with the scoring. As I watched it again, um, you know, the first round, I think, is a swing round there. Yeah. Pretty clear that uh, Blahovich wins rounds two and three. Pretty obvious that um, rounds uh, four and five go to uh, Magomed and Goliath. Uh, two judges scored the last round of 10-8 for Ankoliyev. Uh, the first round is a swing round. I thought that uh, Ankoliyev won that, but it could have gone either way. But the co-main event was just terrible. I mean, I, I don't know what they were thinking. Yeah, Kevin, so I, that may answer my question, but when the Prez, the boss, the guru, and Dana White and I know he was kind of being facetious or even rhetorical when he says, what can I say? It was terrible. When, when, right. when, when the visionary, when the guy says that, is that what makes this thing work as it reverberates down to the fighters? Or does he still look or come across like a guy that is separate from the product? Well, I think in that case, you know, Dana has had a history of yeah. speaking out on judging. Yeah. He's, he's criticized judging very significantly over the years. So I, I think that it was very much on brand for him to do what he did. Um, and so no, nobody was surprised. And I think people look at him as a, a guy, you know, most people would say in that case, he's speaking truth to power. Kevin Ioli on the phone. He is boxing MMA columnist for Yahoo Sports. You can give him a follow at Kevin I on Twitter, and that's I in his last name, the the letter, not the spelling of E-Y-E. But, Kevin, this weekend is the final fight night of the year. 
We have uh, Cannoneer. I believe that's how you pronounce his last name. And Strickland is the main, and uh, both are looking to end their year on a positive note. Uh, what have you liked about their training going into this? And do you think with both coming off a loss, we'll see some firepower here? Yeah, I think this should be a really good fight. You know, um, Cannoneer lost to uh, Israel Adesanya in his last fight. And he was strangely passive in that fight. He was trying to uh, get Adesanya to lead. And for some reason, Adesanya is a counter-striker tried to get him to lead, and Adesanya just was patient and waited for him. And Cannoneer did very little. Adesanya won the fight. I, I expect to see a different uh, um, Cannoneer in this fight. And Sean Strickland is a guy, he, he hits a lot and he gets hit a lot. So it's one of those things where normally he's the harder puncher, but I don't know that he's going to be the harder puncher against Jared Cannoneer. I, I like uh, Cannoneer to win this fight, but it's, it's a coin toss on uh, who, who takes it. But I think Cannoneer has beaten a little bit better competition, and his only losses, except for his first uh, um, UFC loss, everything else, Robert Whitaker, uh, uh, Israel Adesanya, guys like that, the guys at the very top of the division. Uh, Kevin, before we move to boxing real quick with Crawford and Lopez, uh, among many others, with what's going on with Adesanya coming off the loss? We we know about Kamar Usman coming off the loss. The UFC seems to not waver when their top guys suffer losses just because fights happen so quickly and you can make big fights. But does it change the way that you view either fighter going forward as re with regards to the state of the UFC's attraction and star power? Not really. I mean, I think both, when you look at both of those fighters in their situations, Usman had won how many fights in a row? A big, long winning and season. And dominating that one. And he's winning that fight <laughs> by a very wide margin until the final seven seconds of the fight, right? And then he gets kicked in the head and gets knocked out. And one of the things that, you know, I learned uh, when I first started watching MMA uh, was that, you know, anybody can uh, get hit at any time because of all the different ways to win or lose. And so Usman, you know, is not that surprising. Now, when you go to the Adesanya fight, though, you know, he had already lost to um, Pajeda twice. And so, you know, the he fought a totally different fight this time, you know, or not, maybe I shouldn't say a totally different fight. He fought a lot better fight this time where he really stayed in control, fought within his game plan, didn't, didn't really make a mistake, and still got caught. I happen to think that Adesanya will eventually beat Alex Pajeda. Maybe I'm wrong on that, mm. but I, I had him winning that fight going into the last round. I had it 3-1. to one. Pajeda needed a knockout. His corner, Glover Teixeira, who's going to be fighting for the light heavyweight title, said, you need a knockout, and he went out there and did it. I think, you know, that's one where you credit uh, Alex Pajeda. You don't uh, criticize Adesanya on that one. Meanwhile, in Omaha, there was a, a local boxing match. I, I shouldn't say boxing match. There was a local favorite <laughs> taking place um, in the ring, and that's Terrence Bud Crawford as he remained one of boxing's pound-for-pound -pound best uh, with his knockout but TKO performance at CHI. What did you take from that fight in, uh, in regards to Crawford's ability to adjust mid-fight and, and really Again. retain the WBO welterweight, or welterweight title? Yeah, you know, I mean, nothing new. It was like Crawford was brilliant. He's always been brilliant. He's been the best fighter in the world for a while. And I, I don't think that anything was proven in that fight. I mean, 
just the fact that that fight happened was so disappointing because, you know, we wanted to see the Earl Spence fight. And all everything is there. And I'm not blaming anybody individually, but everybody collectively deserves a ton of blame for the fact that mm. David Avenesia was in the ring against Terrence Crawford and not Errol Spence. It, it was laughable, and it shows what the major problem with boxing is. I love boxing. I have loved boxing all my life. But it gets harder and harder to defend when you see this kind of thing happen. How much does he need representation? That's my guy, so I should I should just ask him. But he, I thought his pitch at the end was interesting as you're listening in the crowd where he says, hey, listen, I'm a free agent. Let's Let's make something happen. How much do you think he's hurt by – or needing different representation at the table when it comes to Spence? Yeah, I, I think that's certainly true. I mean, um, you know, that would make a big difference. I, I love Terrence Crawford as a fighter. I think he is a fantastic fighter. And contrary to a lot of my peers, I don't think there's any doubt about, A, him being number one, or, B, about him being sincere wanting to fight Errol Spence. I think the problem is, you know, he, he doesn't know how to negotiate. Now, one of the things that he did great was, you know, he got himself overpaid throughout almost all his career up to this point. You know, he made $6 million for fighting Sean Porter, and just about anybody else would have, you know, in his boat would have made maybe a million or two. And so I guess, you know, I look bad saying what I just said, but I think when you get to that big fight where you're trying to, you know, uh, come to the table, and he was saying that uh, they only wanted to pay him a percentage and not give him any guarantee. I mean, that, you know, that fight is not going to do as good on pay-per-view as people think. That's the sad part about this. We have two great fighters, both in the top five pay-per-view, and they're, you know, they're not going to do the big million-plus pay-per-view buy that it really should do because of how good these two fighters are. And that's what I, when I say about uh, representation where I think it's a mistake. That's, I think in a big fight like that, that's what happened. But, you know, Terrence had made so much money in some of these middling fights that he had taken before that now all of a sudden, you know, it's a lot harder to get the, the big fight uh, made because the money's not there to pay him what he really wants. Mm. Quickly, Kevin, we're up against it about a minute. Con- level of concern for Teofimo Lopez as he himself kind of questions whether he's still got it. Yeah, I, I have to agree with that. I. I thought he looked bad against Sandor Martin. Uh, didn't look great against Pedro Camp. Of course, the fight before that, he lost to Camposis. A lot of concern on his part. He needs to change in the corner, that's for sure. Absolutely. Can you get away from family, Kevin? <laughs> that's always so hard, I'll tell you. That's the toughest part. Kevin Ioli, we appreciate your time. Thanks so much for joining us this morning. Thanks, Kevin. Thanks, guys. Toss him a follow at Kevin I on He's Twitter. fantastic. He's a very good guest. Coming up next... We'll come full circle and chat with our guy, Joel Lorenzi. He's been in Vegas covering the Jays, and we'll get his thoughts on the five-game losing stretch next on Coffee and Cream, powered by Currency.